Well, again, welcome. I appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, it's going to be a good time of being together and sharing what God uh, has been doing and teaching us. And uh, I mean, we got some people, I don't know if you want to, in the back, want to find a seat somewhere. You can scoot around a little bit so you're not going to stand in the back. I mean, to put you on the spot, but you're welcome to sit down if you want to sit down. Uh, welcome you online, Flipside South Valley and, and Rapid City and, and Flipside Idaho. I was reminded this week that we got a little site in Idaho and and uh, they said, hey, don't forget about us, too. So uh, it's, it's good to have you all with us uh, gathering together. Um, you guys are going to have to move because I'm sitting down there and you guys are not sitting in the line that I told you to sit in. Uh, and so uh, you got to realize I'm going to call you out. I don't have any problem doing that. Um, hey, this, so uh, so today, the five good minutes, we got a, a, a lot of uh, a, a lot to share. And I've told them, I'm going to give you five minutes. And if you, you can go short if you want to, if you've got nothing else to say, but I'm going to cut you off at five. Uh, and so uh, the fact is, as God has done in your lives, He's done in ours. Um, and uh, it's good to talk together about what God has done. Uh, we, we experience life differently, uh, uh, difficulties and and trials and successes and joys all very differently. Um, and sometimes what God does uh, doesn't get talked about or, or, uh, or proclaimed very often. Um, and so we want to open up ourselves to you uh, and not talk about something that we've programmed and not talk about a, a lesson one has prepared, but just kind of fill back the curtain uh, on what God has, has, has shown us, has done us, has, has caused us um, to walk through, to experience, uh, and, and just let you in a little bit. Uh, and so, uh, to do that, we've got our, uh, our professional staff up here, uh, and, 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 and a, special, a special video uh, visit as well. Uh, and so with that, let me just introduce uh, in Jeff, uh, I, I call him our, he's our executive pastor, handles our, all things executive uh, and ministerial, and of course all the worship and, and runs the whole media and uh, online and all of that stuff. And uh, I cannot do this ministry without you. And, uh, you uh, no, I appreciate that. Uh, you know how important you are to me, Jeff. Um, and uh, Jeff, uh, I don't think, has emotion. Um, I live with nothing but females. If I cry, so it all goes shut down. off all his emotion because it swirls about him. Um, but, uh, but I am an emotional man, and you know how I feel about you, and I love you. I love you, too. So I appreciate take it that. away, Jeffrey. All right. Well, five good minutes. Um, I think I'm going to be under five minutes because this year has seemed like it flew by that fast. Um, Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Some of you have dedicated that verse to memory. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, this year, 2022, um, I, you know, the Bible says don't add anything, but in my mind, it automatically went to, uh, trust in the Lord with all your understanding or lack thereof, <laughs> because it seemed like everything that was happening, I was just grasping to get even just an inkling of understanding. And it seems like sometimes life is that mean teacher we all had that doesn't wait for any questions. 
You know, the, something gets presented and all the hands go up. We're all, you know, we're like, hey, wait a minute, I have a question. And life is just like, sorry, we're going, we're moving. And it seemed like this year was that. I, I, like, I, I don't understand. And the life keeps going. Life keeps, keeps chugging along. And so it was really difficult for me to trust with all my heart. Because I think we're, we, we get to a point, especially as you get older, where you can trust with some of your heart. When it says all your heart, it means your, your job and your kids mm. and your finances and, and you know, in the office and on the ball field. Trust in all of those spots. And you go, well, I'm good there and I'm good there, but all the others, I'm, I'm not good. And that's where I found myself really struggling to trust in the Lord with all my heart, all the places where my heart was. Uh, we found out that my daughter, who was playing drums here just a minute ago, had scoliosis really bad. It happened during COVID, and we just missed it. If you've ever seen her, she's got some of the longest, most thick hair I've ever seen, and it just covered up her entire back, and we missed it. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, was home, who was getting her nursing degree, and she uh, told Sydney, hey, bend over, and she kind of traced her spine and went, I think you might want to have her checked. And sure enough, she had scoliosis really bad and had a, a surgery where they cut her from neck to, to the small of her back and put in all sorts of weird metals and screws. And, and I was just struggling to understand that. I was struggling to go, where, where did this come from? Why is this, this was not on the agenda? You know, if you're, if you're a person who likes to plan things out to the detail and you have your agenda, you know how aggravating it is when something comes along and goes, yeah, you're not going to do that. None of it. I know it was like three months worth of stuff you had planned that was really cool and it was all your plan, but I've got something different for you. And so that happened in 2022 and I was just struggling to trust and or to understand that. Uh, I had my oldest daughter graduate from college and just say, I'm not coming back to California. I said, I can't blame you, but <laughs> but she's, we had these plans where she was going to come home and there's this test you got to take when you become a nurse. And we're like, oh, that's going to take a few months. And she, you know, she took it, the, I think, the week she graduated and passed. And she's like, yeah, I got a job and I'm not coming home. I said, okay. And so throughout the year, there was stuff like that 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 was happening when, with our church plant that we handed off at Stone Creek. There was just, it was, you know, a white knuckle roller coaster ride every Sunday and getting to every Sunday, just struggling to understand that. And I think God a lot of times says, I don't call you to understand. I mean, I'm not, I'm, if I, <laughs> there's actually in one of the dustier corners of the Bible, this guy Habakkuk asks God and God says, if I told you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. And he says, well, tell me anyway. And God does. And he goes, I don't believe it. <laughs> and so I think that's a lot of times where God is with us. It's like, just trust me. If I told you, you wouldn't believe it anyway. You'd, have, you'd bellyache and you'd gripe. So we're just going to skip all that. Just trust me. So That's awesome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And just to follow up, Sydney's doing amazing. She's she, she doing amazing. There was so much concern going through that of what it was going to do to the fall, her fall schedule of, of junior high. Because, I mean, they put in rods down her back to straighten. So it was significant. Um, and by God's mercy and grace and His power, cleared her for the beginning of school starting so she could play volleyball and do all that stuff. I mean, just an amazing, uh, amazing medical field. But, but by the grace and mercy of God, 
the restoration of her health was just, just something to watch, man. And you and Jen walked that well. Yeah. This is Jared Weldon, and Jared is leading our, uh, our youth ministry. I, I first met Jared when he was at Nancy Fuller University at, when he was four years old. Uh, and it became uh, fast friends with his family, and he is uh, my sons, Caleb and Wyatt, one of their best, best, best friends, and they've been friends since four or five years old. Um, had the privilege of coaching him through t-ball all the way up through football in high school, and I've said this before. Oh, Jeff, you're done. Um, I've said this before. He is one of the most coachable uh, young men that I've ever been able to be to be associated. One of the most probably on, I can count guys that are in his league on one hand of of young men that have been as coachable as he is. The adage I, I use with my football team all the time is an uncoachable kid becomes an unemployable adult. Uh, and, and Jared is one of the most coachable ones I've ever been a part of. He wants feedback. He grows. He applies it. He's humble. Um, and he loves the Lord. Uh, and so it was a, it was, I was so excited, Jared, when I got to hire you. So excited. So what's God been teaching you? Yeah. Um, this year has been long and interesting and up and down and left and right and forwards and backwards. Um, I started off the year leading worship, never led worship in my life. Um, and Carl and Jeff asked me if I would lead and I said, yes. And it was a great experience, very difficult at first. Um, but I'm so glad that I got the opportunity for eight months of this year to lead worship here, um, with the help of Jeff and Carl through all of that. Um, it was a great experience. Um, and then in March, I got hired on as the youth ministries director. Um, I was very hesitant at first, but um, Carl has been my coach for a long time, like he said, and, and he had faith in me. Jeff had faith in me. Um, and so I took that position. So then I was leading worship and doing youth. Um, and for those of you who don't know, we do youth on Sundays, Monday nights, and Wednesday nights. Um, so it's a lot going on throughout the week. It's a lot going on on Sundays. So I was leading worship, running upstairs to go lead the high school group, and then coming back to lead worship. Um, and I would not have been able to do that with the help of Jeff mm. or Carl. Um, both of them took on like a father figure, a leader role, and they helped me through the entire process. Jeff spent a lot of hours here on Monday and Wednesday nights mm. helping me set stuff up, getting my lessons ready with me, helping me lead games, leading worship for me. Um, and so I would not have been able to do it without you, Jeff, and without you, Carl. Um, so that, uh, the, the, the spring was kind of like a transition time, and then Jeff kind of started to slow down during the summer. And during the summer, we had a ton, a ton of fun. Um, we went axe throwing, which a lot of people think is extremely dangerous. Junior high kids throwing an axe might not go well. We didn't have anyone get injured, though, so it was a great time. Um, we got to go to the beach this year again. Grace Slow Community Church allows us to use their beautiful church. They have a gym. We play basketball, go to the beach, eat Taco Bell, um, eat Woodstock pizza. It was a great time. Um, and to wrap up the whole summer, we went to Wild Waters with the junior high and high school kids, which was a great time. Um, so our summer program was just a ton of fun, a lot of work. Thank you, Jamie, for finding drivers for us constantly. 
Um, Jamie told me that she's never been ghosted in her life. <laughs> but um, she did a great job getting all of the drivers. It wouldn't have been possible without you as well. Um, and then at the end of summer, personal thing, I got to go to Hawaii for the first time, which was amazing. Um, a beautiful place, fun to get away from all the chaos of this world and just spend time with friends and family in Hawaii. Um, and then two days after I came back from Hawaii, I got a phone call that my grandma had fallen um, and she hit her head and it caused a bleed in her brain. Um, and seven days later, she went to heaven to be with Jesus. And so that uh, coming off this huge high, Summer being amazing, get to end the summer going to Hawaii. I come back and my grandma passes away. And it was extremely difficult. I started school back up. I was doing youth stuff here, still leading worship and going through all of that as well. So through that, I struggled a lot. And I, I think what God really taught me through that very difficult time was that to find the joy in the little things. Hmm. Find the joy in the things that, that you wouldn't notice on your, on your everyday walk through the campus, through, through the office here. Finding joy and, in, in the things that, that you completely forget about. Finding joy in being able to spend time with your family. Finding joy in getting to hang out with these kids and play basketball with them and, and beat them up a little bit. Uh, but then teach them about Jesus and finding joy and seeing these kids grow in Jesus. So throughout that time, I really learned that, that joy is what gets me through these difficult times. Um, so two months after my grandma went to, to heaven to be with Jesus and to be reunited with her husband, um, my dad on October 9th had a, a major stroke. Um, me and him were doing a bunch of work in the yard and, and he said he didn't feel well. Um, and then we went into the hospital. He had a major stroke and had to have two major surgeries in which they tied off his internal carotid artery. Um, he spent three weeks in the hospital trying to figure out life completely different. He can't use his left arm right now. He can hardly walk sometimes. Um, and so, so I've been talking to Carl and Jeff and the whole staff about this, like learning how to, to, um, be there for your father when your father's always been there for you. Mm. Learning how to, to, to guide and, and to help your father when your father's always been able to work in the yard with you and work on your car with you. And so, again, I went back down into that little valley of, of difficulty. And again, God is just teaching me, find joy in these things. Find joy in the fact that you get to spend more time with your father. Find joy in the fact that you get to, to be with him and have dinner with him and eat eat with him and, and hang out with him. And so this whole year really for me has been about finding joy in little things because when we go into these valleys, when we struggle with things, it's easy to, to step away from God and it's easy to, to, to be sad. And so, so finding joy in the little things is really what God has been teaching me this year. Jared, I'm proud of you and I love you. You're growing up so well. And you've carried the mantle of a man well this year. Um, and um, I love you. And I, you're probably going to end up being a preacher one day because you're one of the ones who can turn five minutes into seven. So <laughs> uh, I, I want to transition now to Miranda. 
Now, Miranda has, has been leading our children's ministry for five plus years, and uh, they moved to South Dakota at the end of this year. And I told her that she doesn't get out of doing five good minutes because she is still doing all of our back-end website, app, publicity, all that stuff. And so she, she, she made a video for us of her five good minutes. And so have we got that ready? Yeah? All right, let's run it. Greetings from the Mount Rushmore State. I miss you all so much, but I'm so glad I get to watch online all the way from South Dakota. I figured I'd record this outside so you guys can see the beautiful scenery, the frozen creek, the snow, but also so I'd know when the frostbite sets in, my time talking is up. <laughs> so much has happened in a year. If you had asked me in January of 2022 where I would be in January 2023, I would have never imagined it would be here. Earlier this year, we welcomed our second son, Waylon, into the, our world right smack in the middle of EBS and just one week after losing my grandfather to his heavenly home. The roller coaster of emotions continued when my husband, Joe, gained a degree in emergency and disaster management, which led to a position with the American Red Cross right here in Rapid City. After a lot of prayer and petition, we sold our first home and moved our family across the states. There were some huge transitions and changes this year, most unexpected, that came with a lot of anticipation and perseverance. Doesn't it seem like every truly gratifying thing comes with a period of waiting? Waiting seems to be one of God's favorite tools to get our attention. It was certainly a reoccurring theme for me this year. Earlier this year, I read a devotional that really stuck with me. It reminded me of all the countless stories of God's people enduring a waiting period. Noah waited for the rain. Daniel waited through the night with a den full of lions. David waited in the cave. Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for the arrival of their promised son, Isaac, after waiting an entire lifetime to even get the promise in the first place. And even Jesus waited 30 years to begin his ministry and waited three days for the resurrection. If God asked even Jesus to wait, why do I think my story would be any different? With the exception of Jesus, God's people not only endured a wait, but weren't given a specific, specific timeline or even any details about the outcome. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait, other versions say trust, upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This year, God has reminded me that waiting is where trust and faith begins. This year, I waited for the arrival of our son through a pregnancy that seemed to have something wrong at every turn. There was always another test that I needed to take. Much of my waiting was fogged with nervous anticipation of what might be. I waited again to join my husband in our new home state while counting um, by continuing to work with the three-month-old and three-year-old, um, all while packing up and selling our home. I'm still learning that rather than relying on the plan, I need to rely on the one with the plan. There is something that happens when I refocus on God in a period of waiting instead of whatever it is that I'm waiting on. The fog of nervous anxiety lifts and I gain renewed strength, just as he promised in Isaiah. There is a reason that God does not let us in on the details of the outcome. I'm reminded in Jeremiah 20, 29, 11, he knows the plans he has for us. We don't need to know the plan, but we know that when we have that we will have hope and a future when we put our trust in him. 
God is not a God of instant gratification, but rather of promise and deliverance. So I wait with thankful anticipation for what God has in store for me and my family this year in 2023. I'm so grateful for the time he's also granted me to be home with the boys while they're little. As they say, the days are long, but the years are short. I want to thank you all for supporting us in our transition and in our waiting. I love you so much, Lipside. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. Happy goodness when Miranda sent that in she sent it to me and I, I sent her back a message that said I'm so proud of you she started going coming to our church when she was in junior high when we first moved here and started a junior high group um, and to watch her grow and her maturity as a as a godly woman and a godly wife and a godly mother has been absolutely amazing um and so I know they're watching. Miranda would love you. Um, yeah, our church has been so blessed to invest in um, the younger generation. That's how we started. We started our church with a, with a junior high group. When, when my son Joe we got on the junior high campus and, and uh, Miranda, Kaylee, Sean right here started coming to our house on Wednesday nights. Uh, there were people who invested in our church that was reaching a younger generation. And to see them serving the Lord now is just uh, is something really, really special. Uh, and so it's, it's been good and it's been a blessing. Uh, so anyway, uh, but Miranda has stepped out of children's ministry, obviously, in South Dakota. And Trisha and Kaylee have taken over the leadership of that. And so uh, if you haven't yet, I want to introduce... <laughs> I want to introduce first uh, Trisha, and she has as uh, newer to our church, uh, and has stepped into much of the administrative role during the week of our children's ministry. So, Trisha, what has God been teaching you? Um, is it on? <coughs> this year, or this last year, has definitely showed me to trust and to have faith. Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom for fourteen years, and um, right before COVID, we decided as a family to homeschool our kids just because of medical stuff and felt like that's where God wanted us to do. And um, this would have been our third year of homeschool. And I was feeling not into it anymore, struggling with my girls and um, had a moment of where do, where's my joy at? Where mm. do I need to be? And I asked my girls how they were feeling with homeschool, and they were struggling. Mm. So we decided as a family we were going to put them into school and to trust the school system. And at that time, it was very, it's scary nowadays, and to, again, trust God. That's why I just had to keep telling myself, like, God's got this. Um, and so in my mind, I'm thinking, I only know how to be a mom what am I going to do with myself? I have to grow up. Like I haven't worked in 14 years um, and just trying to redefine who am I. And literally within the same week of us deciding as a family to put our kids in school, Miranda approaches me with this job opportunity. And it was just mind boggling how God opened the door, 
at first it was, do I trust this? What do I do? Is this what I want to do? Um, I'm an animal science major. I want to work with animals. I've been a mom. I don't want to work with kids anymore. <laughs> and we really prayed about it and um, had some good talks with Miranda and Carl. And God opened the door. And that has been a huge blessing. Mm. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> this church, this group of people is becoming like a family. And being a part of a church and seeing how much goes into it from behind the scenes is amazing. And so much growth. wasn't supposed to be hard. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but again, what I'm learning is to continue to just trust that God's got what he has in store for our family. Mm. And it's this church. Mm. And I had a moment Christmas Eve being here throughout the night. Normally I'm with family. Mm. And Pastor Carl said something that struck me like, I've, not like we are missionaries, but we're serving the Lord. And it filled my heart where I felt mm. torn. I wanted to be with family. But mm. then I had this overwhelming joy of I'm serving God instead. Mm. And it's a good feeling. Mm. <laughs> and just learning to trust and he's providing in more ways. And our family's growing and our girls are thriving at school here. And mm continue to pray blessings of protection on them and um, still figuring out who I am. And um, it's been a good year, lots of ups and downs, but I would say 2022 was a good one in growth and trust. Trish, thank you. I'm so, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for you and your courage to, tr to continue trusting and to step out in some brand new ways for you. Uh, you're such a valuable part of our team and, uh, and taking what Miranda has started and grown and, 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 and continuing that for the generations after is, uh, is powerful. Uh, thank you for being part of this team. It's good. Uh, Kaylee is doing our children's ministry uh, as well and kind of overseeing the whole thing and the direction and taking care of the program part of it, the Sundays, the big event stuff. Uh, and Kaylee, you started coming to our church in as a, little, a little junior <laughs> high girl as well with her husband, Sean, who was one of Joe's best friends mm -hmm. uh, when we started this church, when you all were in junior high. And it's so fun to get to watch uh, God's hand um, continue to stay on people and orchestrate um, lives and the fact that there are people now serving this church uh, that were introduced to this church in junior high and even as, as a, as a four-year-old uh, is just so, so gratifying of, of, of God. And so you're part of that, uh, Kaylee. So what's God been teaching you? So uh, the tears are probably the complete opposite of what I was going to talk about because at the end of every year, I ask God, like, what word do you want me to work with this year? Mm. And I kept praying and praying and praying. And last year's word was Mary, <laughs> mm. which is lively and cheerful, which the tears completely are like the opposite of that. But they're actually good tears. Mm. Um, 
not because I'm a sympathetic crier or because of everything that's been going on, but like, it's been such a great year. Mm. Um, there were plenty of times where I could be like, oh, that sucks. Like <laughs> in July, for instance, my car got totaled. Mm. The, but like you look at it and my husband and I were talking about this last night. There were so many opportunities for me to be like, crap, like that's our family car. School starts in two weeks. Like, but the whole time I was like, meh, it's fine. God's got it. And he's like, aren't you freaking out right now? I was like, no, like, it's going to work out. It's fine. Like, everything's cool. And he's like, okay. And so, like, and it did. Like, the car, we were able to get a rental. I wasn't driving the car. The car seats weren't in the car, so it didn't go against our insurance or anything. Um, Because of the price of used cars right now, we got more back than what we paid for it three years ago, which mm. is huge nowadays. Mm. Like, So we're sitting there like, well, that's, yep, he got it. <laughs> and then with everything that's just gone on, like, God's timing has been so married. Mm. Like, when Miranda left, I was like, look, like, it's fine. Football's going to be over. Like, my weekends are going to be available. Like, I'm totally there to serve. And he, and he put me in that position and being here every Sunday and seeing all the kids and being a part of this family mm-hmm. has just been so big and so great. Um, so as I've been thinking about 2023 over the last month, it's been peace. Like with all the word that just keeps popping up, like in my brain is peace or in social media like I'll be scrolling and it's like find ways of peace and I'm like oh well there it is again and just having that word just pop up every once in a while going now into 2023 with peace and knowing that God is there he has been so good in 2022 and now having peace in my relationship with him and growing with him peace in my household peace in my job peace with myself Like, that's what I'm looking forward to as we end 2022, seeing all the peace that he has given me in 2022 and growing that in 2023. I'm really excited about Right on, Kaylee. (laughs) Kaylee, I'm really, really proud of Kaylee. She is the librarian at Stone Creek Elementary. Uh, She was leading the children's ministry there every week when we started that site and jumped into the children's ministry role here uh, once Miranda left. Uh, she is uh, extraordinarily busy uh, and the schedule is packed. Always. With yes. two young kids <laughs> as well. Uh, but she and Sean have done a great job raising your boys and stepping into ministry. And it seems as though that when uh, when someone serves in children's ministry, like leads children's ministry, their spouse is the unpaid assistant. <laughs> uh, that's just the way it goes. Uh, and uh, it's been it's been a joy to watch you grow, and thank you for being on this team, Kaylee. That's super super good. Uh, this is Sean, and Sean started uh, your relationship with our church through the Discovery Center that potential church planters or pastors go through. Started attending here, serving, leading. Uh, your 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 other job is FCA, uh, leading that in a bunch of schools in Fresno and at. Liberty High School and RMS helping with that as well. Um, 
was a campus pastor at Stone Creek when we were there uh, and has transitioned that over here. Uh, is starting the process of going through some theological training uh, to get ready to start a church. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but for the time being, we got him. And I love you, Sean. I love you. And I'm excited about what God's doing in your life. Well, thank you, Pastor Carl. I uh, love you too. And I, thank you for just seeing something that I didn't see in myself um, and calling it out. I really appreciate that. And uh, man, Pastor Jeff, uh, for those that stayed here, uh, you guys don't know what happened at Stone Creek, but for those that were at Stone Creek, um, man, it was a lot of work physically. And uh, they did most of it. Um, I was always late. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to blame it on my son, but I'm going to blame it on Mateo. He is a baby. Uh, but, man, our team there just had everything set up before uh, it was even time to set up. And they did an amazing job. Um, and I think we all are glad, not that we're, we're not there no more, but we passed it on so that we can come back and be together um, here to serve here in this, uh, and just in our great community out here. Um, what God has been teaching me uh, throughout this year, again, I think somebody said it. If, if you would have told me in 2021 where I would be in 2022, I wouldn't believe you. Um, every Sunday morning, we leave the downtown area of Fresno to uh, drive our way here to Madera Ranchos. And uh, for people that known us throughout ministry, we've been, me and my wife have been doing ministry for about uh, seven years now. Um, you know, they just think that we, like, fell off the face of the earth. Like, um, you're like, man, where are you guys at? You guys are, some of them even ask if we're still Christians um, <laughs> because we're not in the, the, the thick of the, like, big scheme of Fresno churches anymore. And I thank God, um, and I had to share this a, a few times with a couple of pastors uh, that I know. Um, I thank God that he pulled me out of where I was at. Um, for a lot of people, during some, uh, you can get caught up in this thing called um, the entertainment of ministry. Mm. And for me, I was getting caught up in a lot of the entertainment of ministry, um, you know, throughout the social media posts and just being at all these uh, get-togethers, not saying that it is wrong, um, but some of us, especially myself, I found myself taking uh, advantage of being in the light of ministry. Um, and as somebody that works for FCA, uh, it is a nonprofit. You know, we, we, we do our, our due diligence of being missionaries within the city. Um, I was getting to a place as an ex-athlete where I was starting to love the entertainment of church. Mm. Uh, I was loving the, the limelight. I was loving the spotlight, as you would say. Um, and I know that God definitely needed to get me away from that and that, that cluster of group uh, and put me in somewhere like Madera Ranchos <laughs> put under Pastor Carl and, and under Pastor Jeff to humble me in a way. Hmm. Um, although it's very flashing, it looks good, um, especially for, uh, you know, the millennials and down, um, you know, you're, you're, you're cool by the association of how many Instagram followers you have or how many likes you get. Um, and again, for me, it was one of those things where I was letting it all get to my head and it was more about me being 
in in front of people instead of more about me trying to disciple people for mm. Jesus. Mm. Um, so the the call to Madera Ranchos was definitely, and here in Flipside was definitely a call of God. Mm. And I thank you guys for allowing us to join here and to be part of this family because what it has done for me as a person and as a believer, it has caused me to um, check everything. Mm. Um, it has caused me to, in a sense, serve in my silence. Mm. Not so much of serving because everybody sees it or everybody you know, wants to be a part of it when you're doing big events, but serving without people even knowing mm. that you're still doing the same things. Mm. I had a pastor ask me, he's like, man, he's like, dude, do you, what, are, what are you guys doing nowadays? And I was like, dude, I'm still doing the same stuff. Mm. We're still serving. I still do FCA. I'm still serving in my downtown area. It's just we're not, I'm not trying to be out there mm. in the scene anymore. Mm. And being here at Flipside has humbled me and has showed me how to serve God even when nobody's looking. Mm. So I, I'm very grateful for that. I have I have very um, just blessed by that uh, to be here and to be part of that. Um, the start of the year was uh, what was tough. Uh, it was just I look back at my photos last night. Oh, well, I had two more. Uh, I look back at my <laughs> overtime. I'm sorry. Uh, I look back at my photos in January 8th. I was at a I was at my cousin's funeral. And uh, I share with Pastor Carl a lot. We, my, my family, we're, we're big in numbers, um, and it just causes uh, a lot of loss in our family. Um, and over the year, uh, over last year, I've lost seven cousins. Mm. Uh, just the tail end of the year, I lost my auntie. Um, and then Christmas Day, uh, my mm. my cousin's husband passed away as, mm. as well. So, um, but what what? What, what the scripture was, and, and the way that Pastor Carl uh, preached it on Matthew 16, verse 33, um, he said, it's peace that I live with you, I leave with you, uh, you know, it's a peace that you, um, you know, will never understand, or it's a peace that surpasses the understanding, but it also says that, but take, um, but understand that in this life, you'll go through many trials and sorrows, and the trials part, Pastor Carl said that it was more like temptation. Right, that's what trials stood for. It was the temptations in life that we have to resist. Right, there has to be resistance when temptations come. The sorrows part is the pain and the, and, and the suffering that we go through as humans and uh, and as people. But uh, the great thing about us as followers is that Jesus ends it by saying, "Take heart, because I have overcome the world." Mm -hmm. And that is one thing, especially during out throughout this year of of loss and. Um, you know, just, again, constantly losing family members, it is one of those scriptures that has continued to help me um, push on and, and carry on and um, continue to lead in that sense uh, of knowing that, man, throughout this this pain and, and the sorrows of life, man, my God has overcame the world. Mm -hmm. And because of me believing in that and, and standing firm on that, I too now can step into him knowing that he has overcame. Yeah. And um, that is one thing for me, again, another thing that as a believer that I have um, really got to own and grasp this year. That's awesome, John. Yeah. That's awesome, John. <laughs> Sean, I'm so thankful that God's brought you and Martha and Mateo uh, to our church. Yeah, he's crying right 
<laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, are, you're, you are a man worthy of investment in. Um, and I want you to understand that about yourself. Uh, God's got his hand on you. He's called you into ministry. And uh, I'm so thankful that you're part of our. It's so fun to watch you grow and mature and learn. Um, and uh, I'm so excited for your future, future here and what, what God's doing in you and through you. And I'll make the shameless plug for him. He works with FCA. Uh, it's all self-generated um, support. And so over and above your regular tithes and offerings, if you want to support someone in the trenches in some schools in Fresno and with our own high school, doing FCA stuff with, with a group of kids that um, aren't your, your typical, especially in Fresno, your typical church kids, uh, support Sean and, and, and what he's doing through FCA. I love you. Heather is our executive administrator and handles all things church uh, administratively and Maywood mm-hmm. and our tenants and everything, which is a huge, huge job that you do. Uh, and I'll tell you what I told Jeff, man, I could not do this without you. I love you. And you've been here over 10 years now. I have. Wow. Started when you were 11. <laughs> yep. Uh, Thank you. Wow. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. You got five minutes, Heather. Do I? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's kind of been a theme, I feel like, with all of us. It was just this year of transition for everybody, be it staff or whatever. Um, and if you've ever heard me speak in other five good minutes, I struggle with fear. I struggle with worry. Um, and I'm not super positive. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so <laughs> I tend to be a little bit more pessimistic when things happen. Um, and so as we headed into 2022, there was so much transition happening here, um, be it good, but I am literally resistant to change. I don't, I, I can't do it. Like I will, I'll stay in something that's bad because I know it. Um, and so as all this change is going on around me that I have zero control over, which I struggle with wanting to be in control of everything as well. Um, everybody that um, moved on to other things, it's amazing things that they were going into. And luckily, they were not resistant to change because they're out doing um, phenomenal stuff. Uh, all the guys over at the garage that went to there, um, the Stimples that went and were out in Stone Creek, um, not getting to be around them every Sunday. Um, but they were doing phenomenal stuff out there at um, Stone Creek. Um, in the midst of all that change, normally I would be freaking out. And um, my daughter calls me Flipside Heather, which she's not very nice. <laughs> she can get task oriented. And um, I asked my family as we were going into this uh, five good minutes, what do you guys think about this year? Let me, you know, let's talk it through. And they said, it's so surprising how you didn't freak out this year. Mm which is so, again, not me, um, because we had a lot of loss. Uh, personally, I had one of my best friends pass away. Um, John lost both mm-hmm. of his grandparents. Oh, dang it. <laughs> In eight weeks' time, I blame Miranda. Um, and um, there's just been a lot of, of um, it feels like loss. And as we're in our home, the transition that we're going into is our daughter is a senior in high school, which is super exciting. And... Um, Carl said to me, he hoped that I would be able to enjoy the moments and not get so caught up in all the things um, or looking at, it's going to be over and be so caught up in that, that I don't see all the good things um, presently in front of me. Um, So what I realized is that um, God never promises that we're not going to go through valleys, just that we won't go alone. Mm. Um, I looked back, I 
in my journaling of the year. And um, Carl had said that very thing. And what I realized in this year is that God is constant in everything. Mm. He never changes. He's constantly there, whether it was just Carl and I here working, or if we had, you know, a ginormous staff like we'd had, or if Madison lives at home, or if she doesn't live at home, she better live at home, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, there was a time this year that I just (laughs) kept saying, I'm really tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Um, And uh, my husband, the amazing man that he is, brought me this verse that I've kind of been clinging to at the end of the year, which is, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so um, I, this year, definitely have learned that God is constant. He's where I'm going to get my peace because, unfortunately, my um, circumstances are ever-changing, whether I like it or not. Mm. And um, I'm really, really excited for what he's already orchestrating in 2023 because that's the year Mackie graduates. Mm. And, and um, my husband is hoping we're empty nesters, you know? So it's going to be a good year. We're looking forward to 2023. Good job. Heather. Yeah, Heather, I love you. You have navigated this year with a ton of transition extraordinarily well. Better than you ever have in the past yeah. decade. <laughs> it's, um, true. it's true. It's um, God. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's... Uh, Yeah, this is Carl. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love all of you, and it is a joy to do ministry alongside you. Um, I don't have my clicker, and I actually have slides because I'm a teacher and a preacher and an entertainer. I'm a ministainer. <laughs> Throwback from the friends. Um, this, this, this year has been a year of transitions uh, for all of us, especially as I look back at good transitions, but tough. We had, uh, I think, in all, eight different people slash couples who were doing ministry at some level in our church step away from our church as far as the, 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 the leading in ministry. Um, and, and it's been good. All of them, it's been good transitions. It wasn't anything, you know, nefarious or, or, or mean, but it was just... When, when people walk away, it's loss. Um, and I found myself uh, battling the question, well, who else? Who else is going to leave me? It, was, it just felt personal. Um, you know, we have four sons, and I have this baby that, that, that our family gave birth to. Uh, and, and, and when people walk away from family, it just... It, it, even when it's good, it's difficult. And so I found myself living with this kind of cloud, like who else is going to leave? Who's going to leave me next? Um, and, and I had to remember what the Bible says. Now we know, I know that God works all their leaving for good. Because they love him and he loves them. And I love God and he loves me. And so God's going to work it good for his purpose. Um, And it's all good. Uh, And then I had to remember Isaiah 46.10, where God says, I make the end, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I I say, my purpose will stand. I'll do what I please. 
it's kind of God throwing down a hammer. Um, and, and so what I, what I had to remember is that God has an end in mind, and He has a purpose, and He'll do all that He desires. And when He does all He desires, He's going to work it together for good. So I, I, what I learned, what, the first thing I, le- I learned through this year is God's going to handle His business, and i got to be comfortable in letting Him handle His business. Because it's His business, not mine. And, and, and what started to strike me throughout this year is not only that God will handle His business, and i got to be comfortable letting Him handle His business, but what struck me is God has always handled His business in the Bible. Every page I turn in the Bible, God's handling His business. And He doesn't need any help from any human hand. And oftentimes when human hands try to help him, he shuts down those human hands and says, let me just show you, I don't need, I'm going to handle my stuff. And so that's what I realized about our church, about my life, about my family, that God's going to handle his business. And I got to be comfortable letting him because he always has. So that drove me to this realization that the Bible must be the foundation for everything I do. It has has to be the Bible. And if the Bible is going to be the foundation for every response, every reaction, every decision, every affection, if the Bible is going to be my foundation, it means I got to know the Bible. Because if I don't know the Bible, I'm going to try to help God out. But if I know the Bible, I'll realize that he's always handled his business. And if I know the Bible, I'll realize this person, this man, this woman, this, they were comfortable letting God handle him. Mary was comfortable letting God handle his business. Joseph was comfortable letting God handle his business. And when I know the Bible, I'll be comfortable letting God handle his business. See, here's, here's what I know, and this, this really st- drove home this year, that it's in the Bible that we know God. A lot of people want to know God apart from the Bible. I, I've heard so many people, oh, I'm going to go to the mountains. That's where I connect with God. Well, no, you know Him through the Bible. Biblically, understand, this is what I started to realize. Biblically, there's no difference between God speaking and Scripture speaking. There's no difference. If you want to know God, you got to know the Bible. If you want to hear God speak, you got to know the Bible. And so what was impressed upon me this year and going into next year is this. I must insist that the ministries in this church are focused on the Bible. Not on opinion. Not on what the teachers think who are teaching. Not on culture, not on whims, not on currents, not on behavioral modification, on how to be a good person. It's got to be Scripture. It's got to be. And then, as I was studying the Bible, Joshua 8.35, this when the people were coming into the promised land, 
new land, new territory, new year, new experiences. There was not a word of all that Moses had come out, all the law that Joshua did not read to the whole assembly of Israel, including what? Including the women and the children and the foreigners who lived among them. The, the whole family, everybody, the whole family, it wasn't dumbed down and simplified because they were kids. Parents made their kids listen to the Bible and they made their kids go to church. Because the word of the Lord was the foundation. My, I sent my Bible away to get rebound uh, as a gracious gift from some friends. Uh, and I had to find a Bible to use. And we have one of the Bibles that we bought uh, our son Wyatt at home. He took his, his, his more grown-up Bible with him to Denver. And so I got his Bible that we gave him when he was 12 years old. Uh, and I thought this was in good shape. I'm going to use this. And as I looked, this here right here. And as I thumbed through it, we bought it for him when he was 12. From Old Testament to New Testament, I was amazed at how much underlining is done in this Bible. And as I'm looking through what he underlined, they're strategic, they're meaningful, they're purposeful. As he's understanding the heart of God, the character of God, the work of God, and who he is to me as a 12-year-old. Um, and so I was reminded again of the importance of God's word because the Bible says your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. Now, all my sons read the word. They all read scripture and they have for their lives. Uh, but why it is the one who is always asking, what do I read next? What do I read next? What do I read next? And I would tell him, and he did. <laughs> because we're understanding that it's the Bible, that's the word or the lamp and the light. Uh, and, and it's the Bible, John 6 says, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they're full of the Spirit and life. It's the Word of God that gives life to things who are, that was once considered dead. It's the Word of God that creates a resurrection of dead and decrepit things. It's Scripture. And God has not separated Himself from His written Word. And the problem that I started to realize is what's recorded in Matthew 13, 13. Though seen, they do not see. And though hearing, they do not hear or understand. The, the, the problem is that most of us see, but we don't see. Um, we have eyes, but we don't see. Because in the Bible, there's two different sets of eyes that every person has. There's a set of eyes in our head and the set of eyes in our heart. And it's easy to see things with the eyes of our head. It's not easy to see things with the eyes of our heart. And Ephesians 1 reminds us 
that the eyes of our heart are the important ones. It's Paul's prayer. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the glorious riches of his inheritance, and the incomparable great power for those who believe. That power is the same power, mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. That's part of my prayer every morning for me and my family, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. See, it's our internal eyes. This is the day. It's our internal eyes that have been closed. The Bible says the God of this age has blinded the minds, the eyes of our hearts, the eyes of our, so that we cannot see the light of the gospel. And it's the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The, the, the scripture is the thing that opens eyes, that creates rebirth, that creates an, an, an awareness, not just of what God has created, but, but the glory of the gospel itself. 1 Peter 1 reminds us, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Through what? We're born again through what? Through the what? Living and what? Enduring what? Word of God. God doesn't run around earth just dropping the Holy Spirit to open people's eyes. It happens through the Word of God. And where the, God has, where the Word of God hasn't been deposited, the eyes never, never, remain, never get open. And so all this was started flooding my mind. Like it's the Word of God. And it's only when the Word of God is deposited that the eyes of our heart are opened and enlightened that creates rebirth. God has tied the revelation of Himself to His Word. If we want to know God, we got to know His Word. Rebirth means the ability to see Christ. God will not open eyes so those eyes can see nothing. He'll open eyes so they can see Christ. And that only happens through the Word of God. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He'll remind you of all I taught you. And well, you know what that told me? How can the Holy Spirit remind me of something that I've not put in my head? And so all this has led me this year, to dive way back into the Bible. I hope you've been able to see that in my teaching. It has certainly taken root in my life. Um, and that has been the foundation as I've gone through all of this transition and what feels like loss and what feels like people walking out on me. To realize God is so good and He is so faithful and He's going to work it all together for His good. And it'll be fun to get to be a part of it. And so as a result of that, the thing that I'm choosing for us to do is to make sure that everything we do in this church has Scripture as its foundation. It's the Bible. And so for the first six months of this year, I'm going to teach through the book of John, verse by verse, through the sections of that. And it's going to take me six months to get through because it has to be the foundation. In the book of John, we're going to look, who is Jesus? It's answered in the book of John. What does Jesus do? It's answered in the book of John. What's the relationship between Jesus and the Father? It's answered in the book of John. Uh, and, and so 
And so we're going we're gonna to start back to at the beginning. And everything we do in this church is going to be in an effort to get us not just attached to the body, but attached to the Word. Because you're going to need to know what Jesus has said. The Holy Spirit, He's promised the Holy Spirit to remind you, but He can't remind you of something you've never learned in the first place. Does that make sense? So, back to the Bible. And it'll be fun to watch what God does when His people make it the foundation of our decisions, responses, and affections. So I'm excited. 2022 has been a great year. It's been a lot of fun. It's been difficult for all of you, for all of us. Um, but uh, we're going to position ourselves in 2023 to be able to be in a position, see and experience, know this God of His Word through His Word. I'm going to need it. And so are you. And the thing we're going to walk away from in 2023 is a reminder that that we believe. Not just in a God who was up there somewhere. Not just in, I believe in Jesus and all that. We do. But we believe in God as revealed through His Word. In Christ that reveals Him to us. And in this right here, that we believe. And so, as we get ready to get into the new year, Make sure that if you're coming to church, you're bringing your Bible. If you're listening, you got it with your Bible in hand. The Bible on here is good. The Bible on here is better. Because this one, you can underline it. This one is much more alive to take from here and put it here. You understand? And you start to look differently when you're a person who carries around one of these rather than just one of these. So, church, I love you. We love you. It is our privilege and joy to serve you and to serve alongside you. This has to be the foundation of all we do and so we're going to make it the foundation of what we do every time we're together. Deal? All right. We're going to do one more thing. We're going to take these chairs down. Uh, and uh, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to sing one more song. And it's all about the fact, and we're going to state it in song, that we believe. And who God is in Christ His Son and in His Word. If you have offerings or tithes to give, God bless you. You can do that on our app. You can do that in the little um, receptacle at the door, however that works for you. Uh, but let's just one more time stand as I pray. And let's make the, con uh, the confirmation and affirmation that yes, in fact, we do believe. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that we've been able to talk through and celebrate what you've done, what you've allowed us to go through. I thank you that you've been faithful to us throughout 2022, even when times when we weren't terribly faithful to you. 
even in times where we doubted, when we were fearful, when we did not respond in faith, but we responded in our flesh and our humanity. Thank you that you never withdrew your hand. You never withdrew your goodness. That you time and time and time and time and time again stepped in and intervened. Father, draw our hearts back to you through your word. Remind us of the importance of your word. Remind us to be diligent in your word. And as we make your word the foundation of our affections and attentions, of our activities, of what we, our priorities, would you do what you've said you would do, which is accomplish all you set out to do? We love you, Jesus. We believe, Father, in you. We believe in Christ, your Son. We believe in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we believe in the Word of God that is living and sharper than any two-edged sword that has the power to divide between bone and marrow thoughts and intentions. Through your Word, reveal to us who you are. Through your Word, reveal to us what you do. Through your Word, reveal to us who we are to become. We give you permission and we believe in the priority and the preeminence of the Word of God. In your name I pray, amen. Let's sing, Jeff.